Welcome back to The Daily Drum on WHUR, Sirius XM, Channel 141, 96.3 HD2 and 98.3 FM. This is the Insight Segment. I'm Harold Fisher. Now, you may remember several weeks ago we talked on this program about cuffing season, you know, picking up a mate during the fall and winter months. Well, what happens if that situationship or an otherwise relatively new real relationship begins to bump up against the family gatherings or work holiday parties and celebrations. What do you do? Does your partner get to go with you? How do you make that decision? And how do you break it to them if you're not ready for them to go with you? Oh, boy. Well, joining me to talk about this is dating expert and author Monique Kelly. And I want to hear from you because it's December 1st, the parties have begun, and you have to make a decision. Have you ever been in this situation before, and how did that work out? Give us a call. Lines are open at 202-319-7810. 202-319-7810. You can also X me at H Fisher, W-H-U-R, or you can find me on Instagram at Harold T. Fisher. Monique, it has been more than a month of Sunday since you've been on this program. <laughs> this has been a long time. I'm so happy to be back. Oh, I'm glad to have you back because... Hold on, click, click. Let me put on my seatbelt because Monique is in. (laughs) (laughs) I am. Oh my gracious, boy! I tell you, it's uh, definitely a Friday fun fest. Okay, so how serious is this situation where you have a relatively new relationship and? There are office parties or the family is not only, you know, we've just had Thanksgiving, so you may have dodged a bullet and not taken. (laughs) Not dodged a bullet, (laughs) (laughs) Harold. You know, know, if you know, you know. Um, But now we've got the first weekend in December. There are... There are galas, there are holiday parties, parties with friends, parties at the office, family events, and this new guy or gal that you are dating, uh, how do you know if it's time to to take them with you? How do you know if they're ready for prime time? So here's the thing, Harold. When it comes to the holidays, I have seen So many people ruin potentially wonderful blossoming relationships because they have unexpected expectations, unrealistic expectations about how things should go. When you're dating someone, let's say you meet someone in the spring and you guys are dating. It's been, you know, two months, three months. You wouldn't expect to meet their parents. You wouldn't expect to meet their colleagues. But we put this unrealistic expectation about the holidays and where you should be in your relationship, especially when it's fairly new, that you ultimately end up ruining the relationship. You treat the relationship during the holidays like you would treat a relationship during the spring or during the fall, and you take your time getting to know someone. I always say this. I look at relationships similar to pregnancies. If you were dating someone for three months, you wouldn't announce 
your pregnancy prior to three months because you're always waiting to make sure that it's a healthy pregnancy and that it's, you know, the baby's okay before you announce that. So why would you treat a blossoming relationship any differently than that? So people have to learn how to take their time and take off these unrealistic expectations during the holidays. Mm. Are you saying blossoming like a poinsettia? Because, you know, they often don't last much past Christmas. Oh. <laughs> I'm saying blossoming like a beautiful tree with strong roots and a strong foundation. But so here's the thing. <laughs> what if this partner is only perhaps serving one or two, shall we say, delicately particular purposes. Oh, not delicately particular purposes. I like how you said that. Right. And and perhaps it, everything is going fine until you just happen to mention that you're going to the to the company party at at the law firm where you work. And Perhaps he or she, again, like I said, may not necessarily be ready for prime time. But I think the reality is that is that person also has feelings. That person may really genuinely like you. That person is actually expecting to go. So let's talk about this, because whether it's the holiday season or not, we have to talk about relationships and who you are presenting yourself to be, and if you and the person you are dating are in the same relationship, right? Ooh. So if you're dating someone and they are presenting themselves as someone who is looking for a long-term commitment, they are presenting themselves as someone who is really interested in you, feeling you on this deep connection. You, When you're dating someone, you can only go based upon the information that you are given. Dating is called collecting data. We've always talked about that. So if you are presenting yourself to someone and you're making it seem like you're looking for a long-term commitment that you see this person in a particular light, and now it's the holiday season, and their expectations are thinking that you're going to invite them to a holiday party based on the person that you are presenting yourself to be to them. They can only work with information that they have. So you can't fault someone for assuming that you are in a different place when that's who you are presenting yourself to be. And that's why I think it's important that you have conversations in the relationship, making sure that you are on the same page and that you are being honest with someone about your expectations and your intentions. Where it gets murky, where it gets tricky is when you are playing games and you guys are not on the same page and you're not having honest conversations as two grown adult people. Mm. 202-319-7810, 202-319-7810. Guess who's coming to dinner? or not, how to manage the new relationship when it comes to meeting your family or co-workers during the holidays and beyond. Let me go to the phone lines. Let's talk to John. John calling from Maryland. Hey, John, thanks for calling. What's on your mind? Hello, Monique. How you doing? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I called before, Harold. I know you know my voice. You don't know me, but uh, look here. I, I, I kind of got... I was like, wait a minute, Monique said what? No, okay, yeah, good. Look, here's what I've learned over the years. 
and it's worked out well for me. And over the I'm in the 60s, and over the years, some of my buddies, they no, no, do it like that. Yeah, okay, well, that's why you're frustrated because you're doing it like that. First of all, in my my book, in order to be a anything of significance in my life as a as a as a suitor, if you will, that's an 18 month vetting process. I got to know who you are. I'm not taking you to any parties anywhere because I don't know you. I don't know how you act. I, I, 18 months. I got to see if you actually are going to um, fit in what I have to do in my program. So people are getting, you know, caught up in the feelings and the emotions. And then the, the, the guys, I must say, some of the guys, most of the guys I know, they're not being up front from the outset. I'm up front from the outset, let them know exactly what it's about. If they have the choice to say yay or have the choice to take heed uh, or to take advantage of the opportunity that I'm off. Other than that, we don't have anything to talk about. Wow. Monique, 18 months before you get to go to the party? I don't know about John, but I know a whole lot of people after 18 months, I know, I know a lot of women would be looking at you and they would say, they would say one word to you, John. What we doing? That that's that's one word. Well, what well, that, we doing? No, 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 no. See that what that what we well. See, here's the deal. Yes, that's true. But that what we doing will come if you don't tell them up front what we're doing. Yeah, but okay. So help me, Monique, because I, especially John, you said you are you are in your in your sixties. So you, you know, you've got. You have some experience, one would expect. I would imagine that any woman that you might be involved with or meet who is age appropriate, you know, that's 18 months, a year and a half. That's a, yeah, that's let a, me tell you. Yeah. Can I ask you a few questions? Yeah, go ahead, Monique. Help me out um, with this one. So, John, have you been married before? Yeah, I have. And how, uh, on your divorce, I'm assuming at this point, how long have you been divorced? Uh, I've been divorced ooh, about 20 years. And mm. how long were you married? I was married about 12 years. And it was, okay. it was amicable. It was great. <laughs> okay. And the women that you are dating, are they in within your age range or are they younger, the same age? What What's that, the women that you are typically dating? It varies. It depends. It depends on what the mission is. What the so mission when you say is? Mission, are they typically much younger than you? Are they in your age? Some of them are, but no, not not necessarily. And what is the mission? The mission. Yeah. The mission is the mission is me moving forward in my life, and if they want to if they want to be part of it, fine. If not, that's fine too. Okay, so it sounds like to me that you're not looking for a long term committed relationship. That's you're what I tell them up front. Ah, okay. Well, there it is. Relationship with you. You're giving them very pertinent information. You were telling a woman that you do not want a long-term relationship. You are not looking for anything serious. And that is what it is. If a woman decides to move forward with you, knowing that that is not what you want and that is something that she desires, if she makes the decision to move forward with you and she does, her goals are not aligned with you, she is setting herself up for disappointment because you are telling them up front that that is not what you're looking for. And I think it's important. It doesn't matter if it's the holiday season or not. When someone tells you and shows you who they are, you have to believe them. 
I think a lot of women, they go into relationships probably with you thinking they can change that. Also, a lot of times you might approach them like it is a relationship. And in their mind, they're saying, okay, we're spending time together. We're having dinners. We're okay with each other and they think it's more than what it is but you're very clear i gotta right i gotta tell you this real quick john because i gotta move on spending time no that's getting another i don't spend time that's it this is what we're doing that's your role goodbye no time when you spend time dinners sleepovers that's saying another message i don't do that Wow. So, ladies, there you have it. Yeah, well, there you have it. Like John, he's very clear on what he's looking for. Don't expect something different. Yeah, and don't, ex- and don't expect to go to the company picnic or cookout or I Christmas party. Don't expect party. to even go out to dinner. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, my goodness. John, man, look, John, happy holidays to you. 202 319 7810. Guess who's coming to dinner? We're talking about how to manage a new relationship when it comes to perhaps meeting your family or co-workers during the holidays or beyond. If you have a comment or an experience like our beloved friend John, give us a call at 202-319-7810. 202-319-7810. Okay. So, <laughs> gosh, I got to get... do you have to bring your own bottled water when you see John? Is he at least going to offer you a glass of water? I don't know. I don't yeah, know. gosh. I, yeah, that's... Ooh, that's, that's, some, that's some rough stuff. Oof. Uh, <laughs> so, so, how long... Should you perhaps date someone before you make this decision to to bring them home to your family, for example? And is and is time is this really about a time issue or perhaps is this about the quality of the relationship that will make that determination? I love this question because a lot of times, especially as a dating expert, people come to me and they're like, how much time should I wait? What should I, like, what is the amount of time? They want these, these numbers. Here is the thing. When it comes to dating, when it comes to relationships, it is about the individuals as well as the people as a couple. You meet some couples where it was right away, instant, within three to six months, even though it's not, you know, normal, it's not the, the, the um, norm, but they're in love, they're meeting each other's families. It all depends on the relationship that you have and the conversations that you were having. So let's say, let's start a baseline. If you're not having the conversations yet, like I said, you shouldn't expect to be doing meeting families and all that in the first three to six months of a relationship, typically, okay, typically, in terms of your close-knit families. That should be an expectation you put in your mind. However, depending on the relationship, you might meet someone. You're having conversations. You are bonding. You guys are on the same page. You're on the same timetable. And at that point, you go with the flow. You don't put any numbers on it. You just go with the flow. But just manage those expectations um, when you start dating someone. Mm. Hold that point. I've got calls on the line, and I've got to take a break. Janine calling from Maryland. Queen calling from D.C. We are going to talk to you next. The lines are still open at 202-319-7810, 202-319-7810. I'm Harold Fisher. John Mons is next with the original Quiet Storm. That's on WHUR. This discussion continues on Sirius XM Channel 141 in just a few seconds. And boy, it is a doozy.
Welcome back to The Daily Drum on Sirius XM Channel 141. I'm Harold Fisher. Tonight, guess who's coming to dinner or not? How to manage the new relationship when it comes to meeting your family or perhaps your coworkers during the holidays and beyond. My guest is dating expert and author Monique. Kelly. Lines are open at 202-319-7810. 202-319-7810. Let me go back to the phone lines. Let's talk to Queen. Queen calling from D.C. Hey, Queen, how are you? What's on your mind? Hey, what's going on? Good evening. Hey. Um, I Actually, I was just listening to it. I normally don't even call in, but he kind of tickled, uh, tickled me a little bit. He has this cut and dry um, contract. So with that in mind, there may be some females that are interested. What is the benefit for the female when he does meet the female and does decide that, okay, she's the one? What is it in it for her since it's so cut and dry? You know, that's a, so, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he putting it out there like that, you know, that's it. No dinner, no this. You have a purpose. This is your purpose. Okay, so we're going to treat it like a job. You know, what is it? What's the benefit for, for the female? Well, let me ask you, Queen, what do you think the benefits might be? I mean, well, to be honest with you, if it's okay with me, say he sounds like a... Uh, 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 watch your mouth. Watch okay. it. Okay. <laughs> I already know where she's going. I know where she's going. Watch, watch okay. your mouth. Well, watch I, your I, mouth. Since y'all already know where I'm going, then I won't say it. No, but at I, the mean, end of the day, I mean, I'm certainly, I'm, I'm certainly open to colorful euphemisms. Yes. But, uh, and, you know, so... Maybe, you know, someone who is probably more interested in, shall I say, the horizontal hoedown. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. All right. So there you go. See, see, Queen, can't we all just get along? Hey, I'm here for it. <laughs> right. So I think a lot of times some people take that on as a challenge. Well, I can change him or whatever. You got to look at the whole entire dynamic. He was very clear. He is you. You are very clear. He has told you who he was, who mm-hmm. he is, what he's expecting, how he thinks of himself, how he thinks of women he's dating. You're getting all of this information. If you, not you, Queen, but in general, okay, if you choose to move forward with John. That is on you. Be prepared for what comes with that because he has told you up front. And I want to be clear, because a lot of times people say, well, at least this person was honest. This person was honest up front. They told me where they were coming from. They were honest. They were honest. Just because someone is being honest doesn't mean that their honesty is not problematic. And that right. because they're honest, you can put it under the guise of honesty, and it, it puts away all of the other foolery that comes with that. So, that Queen, to yeah. the point of this program, um, I'm I'm <laughs> I like Queen. I really do. I love Queen. Yeah, she's yeah, Queen is the bomb. So so how long might you date a guy before I mean are you are you if you were in a new relationship, let's say you met a guy in November. Does he okay. and you and you liked him and you, you you definitely like him. It's not cuffing season, but you know you really do like him. But you're still trying to f- figure him out and, and you know what have you. Does right. he get to go to the company party with you? Of course, because I want to see him outside of the the element that I'm comfortable with him in the house. You know, Netflix and chill. Let's see, let's see what he do outside of that. So I'm definitely here for that. Yeah, I want to mm. see all sides of that person. So whether you choose to take me to the company picnic or not, it's still not going to tell me 
you know, what I need to know. So I'd rather see it in action and see it in play. What are you looking for when you take him there? Um, how he interacts with other people. Um, um, uh, how, how he socializes. Um, is he, you know, just certain things that he would do outside of just me and him. Mm-hmm. You know, would he be, would he mess around with other, other females? Because again, we're on a contract, you know, cut and dry. So yeah. And if he could, if he could receive it, if he could dish it out, could he receive it? Dish, dish what out? The, the contract. So if the female did the same thing at the company picnic, say she started being flirtatious, but remember they're not together. They're just dating, but they're not spending time or doing any of those things that people do when they date. Mm-hmm. Would he be okay to receive that? What, what he's putting out? With this cut and dry, like oh, so is this that and just this? Okay, no problem. Mm, the this we and both do it. yeah, the this and the that. Let me say this. Yeah, go uh, ahead, please, know, Monique. Because when you're dating someone, if you meet in October or November and you're spending time with this person and you guys are vibing and you guys have a great interaction, you feel like you're on the same page, you're enjoying each other's company, and you mm-hmm. choose to bring them to your company party. You're not just bringing some random stranger to your oh, not at all. Party. You're bringing right. someone who you have have a vibe with, who you feel a connection. The, the with. energy was good. It was all the, and you know, the energy. It was, it was all adding up, right? Absolutely. So, absolutely, you bring them and and you see how things go. But you're confident in the fact that it should go well because you've been around them and they know how to act. Again, some relationships you meet someone and it is instant. And I think a lot of times you hear people be so cynical about that. Oh well, it's too good to be true. All this, all that. I think it's important to realize, yes, be aware, don't ignore red flags, but also enjoy the green flags when things are going well, especially when you're a person of a particular age. When you're hit your, you know, your 40s, your 50s, your 60s, and you're dating, it's not going to take you 18 months, because we're not going to use John as a baseline, mm-hmm. 18 months to figure things out at this, age, at this stage in your life. That's just a fact. Yeah. You're right. You're well, right. Queen, um, enjoy the company party when you go. And uh, thank you so much for sharing with us. Uh, 202-319-7810. 202-319-7810. Guess who's coming to dinner? How to manage taking your new relationship to meet the family during the holidays or to the company parties and beyond. If you have a comment or question, give us a call at 202-319-7810. I'm going to get to Janine in just a minute, but I do I do need to piggyback on something that, that Queen was suggesting. She was saying that she wants to see how he interacts in a different environment. But then she said... That, well, what if you know, one of her coworkers begins to flirt or what have you? And without trying to get too much into the weeds, Monique, but the reality is, is that if you're invited to the company party, let's say you it's a big it's a big company. Like I said, I just threw out the law firm. But wh- how do you talk about what the expectations are? In other words, is he going to be up under you the entire time? Will or will he be will you be comfortable with him being social? And I'm not talking about being flirtatious and taking somebody into the coat closet. That's not what I mean. But <laughs> you know, uh, I, I'm t- I'm talking about being, you know, being social where you two can operate independently because sometimes if 
you know, at the firm or at the company, you were going to be flitting around, seeing co-workers and blah, blah, blah. And he may be with you at some point, but should he or she, for that matter, be expected to be on your arm the entire time? And how do you have that how do you have that discussion? Because that's a that's a sticky wicket. And that I love that you asked that because that's part of collecting data. A lot of times we are so afraid and so concerned about being hurt, embarrassed, played, that we try to orchestrate things so everything works out meticulously and perfect and you try to plan ahead. Certain things you just can't plan ahead. So when you do bring someone to a company party or a party at your friend's house, if for you it's important that they can hold their own, that you can go network, mingle, talk to other people and know that that person is comfortable talking to other people or they're comfortable not being all up underneath you, and that's important to you, that's something you observe. If you're someone that when you go to a party, you want, you know, that person by your side the whole time, you guys are networking, mingling and jingling together, and that's important to you, then that's important to you. So first you start off with what are things that you need when you are out at a party with your partner? You have to first start within yourself. You're talking about attachment styles. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You have to know what works for you and what doesn't work for you and be honest about that. And also, when it is someone's first time going with you to an event and they didn't strike an A, like they might have, maybe they, they felt too clingy, maybe they weren't as social as you wanted them to, a lot of times people in relationships over yellow flags they don't give people an opportunity to correct themselves or have a conversation and figure out why they were shy. A lot of times we're so quick to bounce and be out when it wasn't necessarily a red flag, but it was a yellow flag and something that you could work through. So you have to think about all of those different dynamics. Yeah. Let me go back to the phone lines, 202-319-7810, 202-319-7810. Janine calling from Maryland. Hey, Janine, thanks for calling. What's on your mind? wanted to comment sure um can you hear me absolutely go right ahead okay okay so i'm hearing everything what everybody's saying okay to me i'm I'm actually about to be 52 tomorrow oh hey congratulations hey hey, hey, okay hey 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 hey, yes (laughs) so to me at the age that i am right now i have a number of different age groups that will try to talk to me Mm. and so for me I will let the man know up front, this is what I am looking for. And to me, 18 months is entirely too long to try to figure out. All all he wanted was FWBs, friends with benefits. Mm -hmm. And honestly, that's ridiculous. Men know whether or not, and the majority of most men know whether or not the woman that they're talking to within a few days to a few weeks, whether or not that person is somebody they want to either have just the FWB, I want to get to know her better, or you know what, she might be the one. They just, it's certain things that men have in them that they pick up on. When they know they're looking for something or someone that they are seriously committed to or want to be committed to, they know up front whether or not that person that they meet is somebody that, so they will know whether or not she going to come to the company on picnic or company on party or the family get together. Because in reality, as much as we would love to make that person the person we want to take to the party, sometimes some things are just too early. Mm. And I agree 
if you're taking them to a, a, a company um, get-together, you should know whether or not that person is going to be able to communicate with people on their own, if they're going to be up. Their, their personality would have already came out at some point. Now, if the company party, if I met them in October and the company party was there, like, two weeks later, I'm not taking them. Right. That, because I'm still, get, I'm still getting to know them. If, the comp- if I met them in October and we are still vibing, and for me, I work off of energy. I am, I discovered years ago, my son told me this a long time ago, I'm definitely a people's person. And I didn't think I was, but as I'm getting older, I'm seeing what he's talking about. And, yeah, and, and even as me, I've been talking to you for a minute, I can see it. <laughs> it took your son a little bit longer, but go ahead. Yeah, so it's like, so it's one of those things. If you meet somebody in October, and you know you have a Christmas holiday party in in December, and you know that this person is going to vibe with everybody. Their energy is great. You know, if you leave them alone, you don't have to worry about them flirting. Because to be honest with you, if in two months. For a month and a half, we haven't had the conversation of, you know, I'm not saying we need to have, like, a, anything going on right now, but I'm really liking you. Hmm. And I'm really feeling this, and I understand. Okay. I know what you put on the table, and hmm. I understand what you're looking for. Okay. And if we've already had that conversation, and most of the times you do have a conversation. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, because that's about... A month, you know. Yeah, I think so. Well, Janine, thank you so much. Look, happy birthday tomorrow. Happy birthday, Janine. That's right. If there's a party uh, this month, you can send us a, an invitation. One of us will. Sh- one of us will show up. Monique or 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 I will. Will will show up. It may be easier for oh, me. Oh, that's but- sweet. That's sweet. <laughs> Janine, thank you so much. Two zero two three one nine seven eight one zero. 202-319-7810. Gregory, calling from Sacramento, California. Hey, Gregory, thanks for calling. What's on your mind? Uh, good evening, Harold. Hey. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Sure. Um, I love your show, and thank I listen you. to you every chance I get. And I love you, man. Thank you so but much. I, I, I want to flip the coin. Flip it. Because I'm with someone right now. We've been together for... Quite some time. What is quite some time? Fifteen years. Okay. Fifteen years. So you all are you are you married? No, we're not. But mm, okay. I, I have tried to um, share her with my family, especially you know traveling back to the East Coast to the DMV. Right. And to me, it seems like she's afraid to do that, and. You know, to date, she has only met my sister one time. She has uh, met my uncle a couple of times, but the rest of the family, she's never known. Is she from Sacramento? Yes, she is. I guess, okay, Monique, I guess they're doing things a little differently in Sacramento, but um, (laughs) I guess. Okay, there's definitely more to this. Yeah, 15 15 years? And you said tried to. That was a cue. I heard tried to. Why is it a tried to meet someone, number one? And number two, after 15 years, do you guys live together? Um, are you guys talking marriage? Because 15 years is a long time to date someone. That's, a, that's, longer, than, that's longer than 18 months. That's, well, that's <laughs> a long time. So there's more to the story. I agree with you, but you know, you know, life, you know, gets in the way. You know, she's we've lost some family members on her side, but 
at the end of the day, I have tried to, you know, engage her with my family so they can adopt her. But to me, it seems like she's afraid to meet my family. So, Gregory, let me ask you this real quick, because because I I don't want to get too much down into the weeds. But because one of the things I was also going to ask Monique about is not just about the holiday parties and everything else, but also about meeting family. And and is this just family? I mean, has she met your friends? Has she, I'm assuming that you're working, has she met your co-workers? Has she met the other people other than your sister and uncle who are important to you, family or co-workers or friends? She is with a couple people. But, you know, again, like I said, I feel like that she um, drifts away or shies away or or is afraid. I, I You know, I don't know. Mm, okay, okay, Monique, that sounds like a conversation. As a woman, especially after 15 years, typically if you're with a man and this is the guy and you, you both are on the same page, you're into this man, you're going to want to meet the family. You're going to meet want to meet the friends. You're going to want to meet the coworkers after six months. So the fact that it's been 15 years and it sounds like it's a stagnant relationship, is it a relationship or is it a 15-year situationship? Because women, we are very, we ain't that difficult to figure out, nor are men. Wait a so minute. Oh, wait, wait a minute. I was with you until you said that. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Monique. Never mind. <laughs> you all, you, you all are very difficult to figure out. <laughs> yeah, but after fifteen years, there, there's more to the situation. So, is this a situationship? This, are you guys both aware that you're both in a, the same relationship and the same type of relationship? Mm. I, I will tell you, I love this woman, and I will, you know, go to war for her. But it just sounds. It, it seems like you know she's afraid to, um, you know, get out of her box and, you know. So why haven't you married this woman? Why why is this woman not your wife after 15 years? Well, we've, we've had some, you know, things going on. You know, she's, she has uh, lost her parents, um, her sister, all within 10 years. You know, it, it's just life. Mm. And, and she is um, trying her best to get her doctorate. And I'm trying to be, you know, her backbone and back her up. And, you know, when that comes, you know, that chance comes about, yes, I will step across the aisle and jump that broom with her. Yeah. I, Gregory, I'm going to have to move on. Um, and, Monique, I'll let you have a final word about Gregory. I'll just say after 15 years, uh, loss of loved ones, certainly that kind of thing can be difficult, you know, grieving and all of that, working on your doctorate. But... It, it, I, look, you can call the pastor tomorrow and y'all can get it done on Monday. As Monique says, I think something else is going on. Monique, real quick. At a certain point in a relationship, you have to know when it's worth fighting for or worth starting a new chapter. And to me, it sounds like a new chapter needs to begin. Gregory, good luck to you, buddy. I appreciate your phone call. Uh, 202-319-7810. 202-319-7810. Let's talk about this whole meeting of the family thing, Uh, Monique. Is this about what is age appropriate? You know, whether you're in your 30s, 40s, 50s. 
or what you know what really works because I would imagine like Gregory you know after you know after a handful of months and things are going well you might want to say well look I, I need I need to introduce you to you know my folks even if things are just kind of cruising along because your folks may be wondering well, what's going on with you? Or your boys may be asking you, you know, what, you know, what do you, you know, do, you know, do you have anybody? You know, how, how do you figure, how do you figure that out? And again, it goes back to quantity of time together versus quality of time. Mm-hmm. I always like to, for me personally, when I speak about dating and relationships, I like to speak to people who are 40 plus, because when you are 40 plus, you date very differently than when you are in your 20s and 30s. Except for John. Except, Except we gotta take John out the baseline because John gonna mess stuff up for everybody. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> we gonna talk about that the norm, the quote unquote. I like to use quote unquote norm. When you are forty plus, again, it does not take you five years to figure out if someone is right for you. If you are dating someone, you're dating them with intention. You guys are having those conversations. You want them to meet your friends and family. You want them to be involved in that area of your life, especially when you have, to our point of Janine and Queen, that good energy between each other, you're going to want to bring them around each other. So I think it's important that you don't put the time limit on it, but it's important that you are having those conversations, those conversations that sometimes you're afraid to have because you might not get the answer you want to hear. And there is nothing wrong with saying, I want to bring you to meet my family. And knowing that you guys are both on the same page, because you might be ready to bring someone to meet your family, but your partner might not be ready for you to meet their family. And then you dive into why. You know, what are the dynamics of the family? You know, meeting family, there's a whole lot you learn about someone and their family. There might be family drama that they don't want to bring you around just yet. They might want to be getting to know you. And I think in these beginning stages, I want the focus to be on you two getting to know each other and being honest about your intentions and what you're looking for. That is the baseline that will bring you to whatever the next part is, which is meeting families. And it's totally fine and acceptable to bring someone to meet your family and to want to meet families if you guys are having those conversations and you're on the same page and you guys are being honest with each other. Mm. So now here's the big one. Okay. Because you said, for example, talking about people over the age of 40, nine times out of 10, the people over the age of 40, they may have children. Yep. So some of those children may be very young. They could be under 10. Mm -hmm. They could be teenagers or they or they could be adults. Is there a different criteria for meeting children under 10, teenagers, and adult children? Absolutely. When you're meeting younger children, especially depending on where your partner is in their divorce, how fresh it is, um, how they're communicating with their ex, what's that relationship looking like? I think it's important that there is a respect factor, meaning you're not going to ask your former, your ex-partner for permission. Like, I have someone, is it okay to bring them around the kids? But I think it's important that you have open, honest dialogue and letting your partner, your, your ex know, 
you know, I'm going to be introducing our young kids to someone. This person means something to me. It's not about permission. It's about opening the door for clear communication so you're not bringing your new partner into some drama unnecessarily. Okay, so that's with the younger kids. With teenagers, you know teenage hormones, it's going to be very different. Dating someone with teenagers, it's up and down, especially when you're, you know, a female and, you know, your partner has a daughter. You know, daughters are very protective of, of their daddy. So I think it's important that when you go into meeting the kids, you are yourself. You're not trying to do the replacement parent thing. You're not trying to be overly extra. But, again, you ease into it so it's not too much too soon, but also you're not introducing kids when you guys are already engaged. Adult children is very different. You have to look at it from the perspective of you have lived your life. You have raised these kids. They are now in their adulthood. And you have to be able to now date people as a grown person with adult children where you can put your own needs first for the first time in your life when you have adult children. So there are all those different dynamics and making sure you're aware of where things are. Yeah, I... (laughs) You you made a comment. You were talking about teenage daughters being protective of their fathers. I do remember one day I was taking my daughter to to dinner, and she looked at my phone because I was getting a text message, and she said, Dad, who is this thirsty person? Okay. Uh, the, the, <laughs> <laughs> they going to let you know. Okay, daughters don't play with their daddies. And look, boys don't play with their mamas. Yeah, but I told her. I told a, a, a woman's life when she got a son and do something dirty and your intentions are correct, especially when it's a son, a teenage son at that. Yes, well, my reply was, mind your business. But <laughs> the... But, Wait, you know, who was it? Who was it? <laughs> don't even try. That was a long time ago <laughs> in a galaxy far, far away. I say that all the time. But, okay, so it, it's, you know, it's one thing when you're talking about, you know, yeah, meeting, you know, meeting the children. So here is the other really difficult thing about meeting the family, specifically adult children. Yeah. If you are a perhaps widower or widow and you have children who loved the deceased parent, and now you are bringing in someone who you like, but they believe or feel that you are bringing this person in to replace mom or dad who passed away. Mm-hmm. And they don't like it. Mm-hmm. How do you deal with that? And, you know, and obviously that the issue with the children is one thing. But how do you tell this partner who may be struggling to connect with teen, you know, teenage or, or young adult children. And, and they're like, yeah, I don't even need to deal with you. Is that, is that a big checkerboard red flag that you just need to find somebody else? You know, because you don't want to have to fight the kids to date the mother or fight the kids to date the father. You know, again, it goes into how, how long has the deceased, gone on to glory, right? Gone on if to it's glory. very new, it, it, it's, a, it's a hard thing to navigate if it's very new. If it's something that has been a few years, that's something very different. Let me tell you this. In my research, in terms of kids, especially older kids who are dealing with 
parents who are widows are widowers, typically they get to a place where they want to see their parent with someone and happy because they know that it's been a while. They want to see their, their parent happy. They know their parent is not going to replace anyone. So typically with research, they want to see their parent in another relationship happy after a while. Okay, so that's one thing. Let's say if that's not the case. Again, it's about having that communication and not forcing it, right? So if that's the case, the holidays might not be the ideal time to introduce this new person into your life. Maybe you introduce this new person into their lives outside of the holidays, you know, at a random uh, 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 basketball game or maybe something where, you know, you guys meet up for dinner, but just where it's not holiday-focused because holidays obviously are going to bring up those memories of their lost parents. Definitely so emotional times. Yeah. yeah. So bring them around in a time when it's not the holidays and it's more casual so it doesn't feel too intimidating initially. Mm. Monique Kelly, it is always a pleasure to talk to you and to, to really just scoop up all the benefits of your wisdom. <laughs> I enjoy coming on here because I love your listeners, the callers. I love hearing your perspective. It just makes my heart sing. Thank you so much. We, we'll get together about John later. Monique Kelly. John, Lord <laughs> the, have mercy. There you go. Thank you so much. That is The Daily Drum on Sirius XM for this Friday, December 1st. For News Director Renee Nash, reporters Millette Green, Bramante Bryan, producer Candace Atkins-Wilson, intern extraordinaire Imani Rhodes, and engineer Bobby Adams. I'm Harold Fisher. Good night and have a wonderful weekend.